The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Everybody and welcome to Don't Eat That Mary, a great British Bake Off fan cast. I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. And I'm Pimbles, the... <laughs> and I'm Pimbles, the bread man. <laughs> this is our pet, Pimbles the bread man, a man made of bread. This week Oh, we're that's talking- me. They left me in the proving oven too long, didn't they? I sprouted <laughs> legs and arms and I became a real man. But only my instead of where my skin would be, it's all crusty bread, isn't it? <laughs> and don't be afraid of Pimbles, child. Don't be afraid of me, but also don't <laughs> eat me. Don't become too friendly, child, and try to put your mouth around Pimbles. Uh, don't get too comfy with Pimbles, eh? Uh, keep Pimbles, keep He'll Pimbles also it. steal your identity. What do we do? What do we do, little one? What do we do? We look. We don't touch. That's right. Don't touch Pimbles. Don't touch Pimbles. He's made of crusty bread. He's and he's right got leprosy. Well, it's everything made of bread has leprosy if you think about it. <laughs> it's not leprosy. It's caraway seeds, isn't it? It just fall off when he walks around, don't it? Oh, Lord, the bread comes off with the boot, doesn't it, Pimbles? But don't be afraid, children. Pimbles' pieces going to fall off from time to time, but that's just life. You'll <laughs> learn, you'll of, learn. A little bit of hummus. Glue oh, don't eat that. Oh, Mary, don't eat that. Don't eat Pimbles, Mary. It's raw. It's raw inside, isn't it? Pimbles didn't have a great cook job, did he? Got it's a not a good thi- bake. Pimbles got a little too thick in the He's middle, He's got a didn't soggy he? bottom. Overproven. He's got a soggy oh, bottom, doesn't he? Oh, Mary. Mary, <laughs> Mary, don't eat that. Mary, Mary, Mary I'm bad like, Mary. No, Mary, Down Mary. don't make. Hey, don't let me make me get the spray. I'll get the no no can, Mary. You I'll know get the I no-no will. No no can, Mary. Mary, don't eat it. <laughs> that's grass, Mary. Mary, put the grass. Mary, that's, that's a, a fork. Pl- don't eat that. Mary, it's a pile of grass on a fork, Mary. Don't eat Sue, Mary. Mary, you cannibal. <laughs> Mary, you're gnawing on my elbow. You're having a little gnaw, aren't you? Mary, down. I've been having a hard time thinking of what would be, how we could improve the Great British Breaking Show because I think it's like pretty much perfect. But I do like the idea of um, Pimbles the bread boy, the bread man. Like it needs a mascot. It needs attitude. They need it more needs, merch possibilities. Right. You need a, you need a, a like an unleavened uh, mascot in there, like a like a bready, uh, a starchy gex. Oh, that's great because you could have like you know your pimbles figure, and then you could also have like battle damage pimbles, and like you know right. you're, you're like uh, in armor pimbles. I mean the whole the whole thing is merch for adults because it's like oh I got to get that rolling pin, I got to get Mary's special proving gloves, um, uh, which are of course the fighting gloves she uses in the 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 Great British Proving Ground, which is where they make you fight. <laughs> it's a different show. 
Um, the great but thing then, is proving your BBO after hours. Right, but the kids watch the show, and they don't get a whole lot out of it. Let's get Pimbles in the mix. Oh, I kids, it's me, Pimbles, isn't it? And it can be like Elf on the Shelf, except it's like bread in the box. He knows if you don't let the bread rise long enough. I'll, and also, if you touch him, he dies. Mm-hmm. Because he's, he's made so of, flaky. I'm by the crusty bread and I cred, bread and crackers. I like Great British Bake Off, but there's been I do have I think British people are too nice to have their own cooking show. Like they don't give anybody actual criticism. If somebody burns their shit, they're like, "Well, I think you let this bake go on just a bit too long." Like you, they burnt their shit. Mary. It's on fire. It's still they, on fire. They don't even eliminate people. When they get rid of them, you can still see them in the corners. They're just standing back there watching other people. They're letting them bake still. They they just politely ask them not to come back next week, but it's really up to them. Oh, love, I'm sorry, but this flamenkoosh had a gun in it. <laughs> I took a big bite of your flamenkoosh and I bit into a gun. Oh, your queen of all is full of pebbles. I'm so sorry, but you can't service all of your muffins in a garbage can. We expected them in a muffin tin, didn't we? Mm. Pimbles show her the door This but, way But I like I like the plate It was a very playful presentation The garbage can The, the garbage tin. can has a great bake It's a great bake on the can Great great proving on the tin I'd say Also you, Hey British people You guys are putting Some things in bread huh Yeah <laughs> You all are putting Some things in there You know what we put in bread Bread for the most part Sometimes Raisins, soup if we're getting, Sometimes if we, get, if we get real crazy We'll put like a soup what, Sometimes I just I've I'll, every time I watch Great British Bake Off, I want just one time eleven of the contestants to get like you know all their ingredients out, and like one guy just to pull out like a box of like you know the ready-made like Pillsbury you know cake mix, and he's just like looking around as he dumps it into a bowl with some water and stirs it up, and he's like, I I don't think I'm supposed to be here. I'm I feel way off. I wish you would let me finish my exploration of things that British people are putting in bread these days. <laughs> what else do people put in bread, Justin? It was olives and stuff. Olives? It's in bread? Everything goes in their bread. They, yeah, that's true. Well, I saw somebody make a loaf of bread and then stuff it inside another loaf of bread. It's like, and then there was like, they put a G.I. Joe in there. It's like, it's a it's a tea loaf, isn't it? Like, no, it's, what? You put a G.I. Joe in there. If they you cut open the bread win? and they find memories from their childhood. Yeah. <laughs> what? How did you do this? There's just baubles full of my dreams. I'm pretty sure British G.I. Joes were called Union Jacks back in back in the day. Um, I don't see what's so great about baking that it deserves its own show because that's all they do on that fucking television program. If we can even call it that, basically it's radio with pictures is about how thrilling it is. Mm -hmm. um, it's like I a graphic think, novel? Yes, basically, except the pictures move. But what I want is other forms of cooking, like the super cool British frying challenge uh -huh. and that and that but and that show would basically just be called chips chips <laughs> and this is chippy he's a boy made chips we done make chips again didn't we love <laughs> for this challenge mary would like you to make some chips i just like chips right you would never guess this about me i don't know how to make them <laughs> my, my name is very i have no idea how to make chips I just know that at one point they're potatoes, and another <laughs> point they're chips. What the fuck? Right? That's, I tried to bake. I'm fucking losing my shit. <laughs> I bur I burnt. I I put potatoes in the oven. I cut them real thin, didn't I? I left them in the oven. I waited. Nothing. No chips. I was, no I'll point be, at which I'll they be, were chips. 
I'll be damned if they didn't turn into bread in there. It's like I can't not cook bread. I think I've done accents from every part of those beautiful aisles at this point. I think I've done a bit of Welsh. I think I've done a little bit of dirty Welsh. Dirty Welsh. Uh, let's dirty do some Welsh. advice. What do you say, boys? Here's our first question. Uh, if you have one, you can send it to mbmbam at maximumfun.org. Here we go. It's so weird that you just gave out the email because I don't think we've done that in like 100 episodes. It's really weird, right? People keep finding it, though. I mean, shit. I don't work on Fridays. Okay. So occasionally, I will go see a movie on my day off in order to beat the crowds who would normally come on a Friday evening. This past time, I was sitting in a relatively empty theater when a man who smelled horribly uh, plopped down next to me. Since the odor would be a distraction during the film, I knew I had to switch seats, but I wanted to do it in a way the man didn't think it was because of him. I ended up getting up, taking off all of my stuff, walking out of the theater, <laughs> counting to ten, re-entering the theater, and sitting on the same row as the guy, hoping he just thought that I was unaware my original seat was actually closer to him. Did I make the right move? Could I have done it better? That's from Movie Seat Mover in Macon. Why did you sit in the same row? Yeah, that's a great question. Did you I sit- do did I do the right thing? And like the least stealth approach to this thing? No, he's gonna notice that you're two seats away from him and not one seat away from him. What he wouldn't notice is that if you came in and sat three rows behind him, he would think you are a different person because while we do develop like better object permanence as we go, it's not that good that we're paying attention to like the fucking locale of every single human being around us. But this is this is one of those things that's so indicative of like people being afraid that everyone's also thinking about them as much yeah. as they're thinking about yeah. you. Not. Like, Absolutely. You just get up and move. That dude isn't going to think twice about it. Can you imagine a reality in which you sit through his back and that dude's like, up, 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 excuse me. I don't Um, think so. I believe you were next to me. We were going to be movie buddies. Even if this fool, like, did notice, A, did notice, B, definitely, definitely took offense, C, definitely fully knew it was because he did not smell good. Even if all those things were true, he is never going to, like, say to you, like, excuse me, can we confront this together? Can we, like, Let's please? just lay all the cards on the table yeah, can here, we hit man. this head on? Please? We've been dancing around this all movie. Um, me, and my, me and my boys, Johnny and Justin, we went and saw The Hateful Eight earlier this week. And we saw it at the Draft House, which has assigned seating, which is amazing for, like, any number of reasons. Um, but these dudes were sitting in our seats. And it's Uh like, that's the least perfect crime. It's the worst imaginable crime. Because I have a little piece of paper here with numbers on it. It says, you're in my seats. And they're like, no, we're pretty sure this is right. So my boy Justin tattled, didn't he? He went down the Ursher and was like, you need to get these guys out of here. Because those are our seats. They're trying to make us sit in the back corner. And like, I'm a, a, listen, I'm an excitable P-boy. And I was seeing a Tarantino flick. So you know my bladder is going to be a trembling the whole time out of just the pure tension of the thing, of the work. Um. And then they moved, and I think they said something gruff about it, but you know what? But Fuck they them. were wrong. They were wrong. Yeah, I'm not going to feel bad. Um, mad props to my boy Justin for tattling. I'm too afraid to tattle most of the time. I That's lo- upsetting because- I love tattling. It's so rare you get to as an adult. But isn't it like, the uh, okay, the unspoken rule is this, just in case anyone was wondering. 
If you get, like, I've done this. I've sat in a movie theater where it was assigned seats, and it was like, ooh, I like that seat better. Or no. Like, but, 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 the unspoken rule is this, Griffin. As soon as someone walks up and goes, I think you're in my seat, you go, oh, sorry, I I read the ticket wrong. Oh, and man, sorry, I guess, I guess I confused a two with a 14. Like, really? You confused a two with a 14? But everyone accepts what's going on. Like, they know that you tried to sit in their seat because you like that seat better. But, yeah. like, you have to move as soon as you're confronted about it. Like, maybe you're like, down, oh, they're oh like, sorry. They were already embarrassed, but they thought, maybe, maybe I am right. Maybe deep down I'm right all along. Oh, don't do um, that. Oh, 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 don't do that. That's, this is not germane to the conversation. This is a different kettle of fish. This idea right. of moving in a non-assigned seat because somebody sat right next to you because they wanted they they really 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 wanted somebody to catch them jerking off. Um, mm -hmm. And you, there's no reason why you need to like be that person for this person. It, yeah, it's a, it's important to note here, question asker, that if this theater was let's say maybe there are ten people in the whole theater, right? Friday morning, like ten a.m. showing. And this guy comes and sits even like one seat over, even same one row. seat gap. Same row, same row, he's a jerker. Definitely yeah. 100%. He's a, yeah. He, something, something's going on. Smell this. Um, and so I think that that's why if you move rows, that guy's going to be like, I sat too close. That's why I always wear a, a, a cop badge, um, just like hanging out of my front pants pocket. And then like if somebody tries that stuff and tries to get me to like either jerk style, I keep keep an eye on their jerk. Check out these point, sweet skills. I point to the badge and I say, "Are you sure you want to do this? I'll be your Huckleberry, but are you sure you want to do this today? Is today is this how you wanted today to go?" And I point to my cops badge. It says, "Detective Griffin McElroy, Attorney at Law." <laughs> you are you sure about this? Order. <laughs> Sir Griffin McElroy. <laughs> I listen. I don't want Kid to you how to live your life, but I'm pretty sure I can get a conviction off this one. Detar detar detergent Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> detergent, <laughs> detergent Griffin McElroy kid cop. Hi, I'm I'm detergent Griffin McElroy. I'm here to wipe out the the stain of crime in the that you left that is our on the city. fucking seat with your jerk off jizz. You guys want Yahoo? Maybe you act like maybe you act like you're doing him a solid. So here's what I'm here's what I'm suggesting. You're like the trailer. You're mid trailers. You're seeing that new like they're still making Harry Potter movies even without yeah. Harry Potter. And you're, you go, no, 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 no. And you run away from the person. And then you put your hand in your mouth and kind of go, <laughs> pretend like you were going to uh, fart. And you didn't want to expose him to it. So you ran for it. You make it a run for it. Like it was, it, and you just say to the guy, like, hey, listen, this it's going to be off and on, man. It's going to be one of those flicks. I'll just stay over here. And he'll be yeah. like, solid. Thanks, fart buddy. Thanks, thanks fart dude. Thanks, fart cop. Um, this Yahoo, <laughs> Sergeant. this Yahoo was sent in by Rachel Rosen, uh, game recognized game. Thank you, Rachel's by Yahoo answers user. Ooh, they're anonymous probably because they're asking about a criminal crime thing and they know that detergent Griffin McRoy attorney at laws on the case. Uh, they ask, Oh, I give them a name. Uh, pimbles asks where to stash weed and pipes. And then in parentheses, weed smokers only. So my parents always find it. In drawers, secret compartments in bed, used to hide stuff in backpack till school found out. Where are some good places to hide them? Nothing dumb like in shoes or things like that. I've tried everything I've seen in videos or tips, but they keep finding it. Fellow weed smokers, help me out. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where are you going to hide that cush and that cush piece? How many times do your parents and school have to find it before you just stop? 
They're not going to stop. What are you talking about? For some I don't people, know. it just a- seems to me like once you get busted once by school and once by parents, like they're all so on point looking for your shit. You're going to have to get like a safety deposit box downtown. But the the alternative is you no longer have that good kush smoke hitting you right in the brain and making you feel like so nice. Is there a place? <laughs> is there a smoke shop? Much like I've been to beer houses where like they take your stein and they lock it in like a little cabinet and when you show up, you get your special stein to drink from and then they lock it back away. Maybe there's like a smoke shop where like they keep your pipe and weed for you and you come and you sit in a very comfortable chair in like the back you smoke as much as you want and then they lock your pipe back up and you head on home uh no no okay not yet (laughs) not yet what if you're what if you're delinquent on your payments though and then they come and they cut your your little storage unit open and then people bid on your gross ass pieces I'm I'm looking in there and I see what looks like a good old little greeny piece, and then behind that I think I see what appears to be the the carb on a bong. So I'm gonna assume a bong is in there. So I think I'm gonna be able to get I'm I'm a bit up to thirty on this one, but we'll see how it goes. Maybe Elvis's bong is in there. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe a jet old ski. Maybe, games. Maybe a jet ski's in there. That would be crazy because it's very it's a small box. It's like a shoe box, but we'll see. Maybe you could bury it. Uh, you could bury it. Camouflage. But then you're gonna need a treasure map. And what if it grows? Oof! Didn't Oof. think about that. Now you're now you're really in the shit. Yeah, that's a that's federal. That's a federal, that's that's a federal, federal offense. A federal thing. They're gonna ding you for that one. Federally speaking, I've got it. What? Okay, so you've already been caught, right? So your parents are looking for it. They're on the lookout. So you hide it. Where they would least suspect it, you hide it in their drawers. Oh my God, uh, Deborah, is there something you want to tell me? Exactly, Deborah. Well, we found this. We found this awesome doge, and it smells like a quality strain. What should we do with it? Give it to our son? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we can't be trusted. Apparently, we sleep. We sleep by weed. There's only one person I know who I would trust to take care of this kind strain of doja, and that's my sweet boy, Derek. Derek, get in here. Derek, get in here. How about we this? We can't can be I, trusted, Derek. Can, can I take it one step further, Travis? Uh-huh. Can you tape it to the one place your parents will never see it, which is your parents' backs? Okay. <laughs> what if you tape it to each of their foreheads? So that way they don't know about the one on their head, but okay. they're too embarrassed to say something about the other one's head. That's very good. Uh-huh. They will I never like- see that coming. Oh, Derek, that was a great hug you just gave me. <laughs> thank you for that. Gr- thank you for that great hug, Derek. And then five minutes later, like there's just a weird smell coming from Derek's room. Uh, who I'm too busy thinking about that great hug you gave me. So <laughs> I'm probably not going to go investigate. Maybe he's smoking weed, but could somebody who hugs like that be a, a still no. smoking? Hugs not drugs. Well, or or in this case, hugs to drugs. Hugs to drugs. My new program. Um, yeah, I think that. I have the helps. I'm happily and recently married to a wonderful man. Uh, There is just one problem. He recently learned how to smize. At first, he thought it was cute, but now he does it all the time, and it's sort of terrifying. How can I get my husband to stop smizing and start smiling like a normal human being? That's from Scared of the Smize in North Carolina. It's my favorite question. 
It's very good, but it's also bittersweet, isn't it? I've only it watched is. like three episodes ever of America's Next Top Model. Could you guys please explain to me in uh, detail what smizing exactly it's, is? It's hey, like over here at me. Trav, look at me. Uh-huh. So this is a smile. Okay. Okay, now this is a smize. Yeah. I, okay, I can't. Do you see how it looks it. like the it looks like the top half of his face is twerking? Uh-huh. Smizing is okay. Smite okay, all right. You know how you've been smiling this whole time, right? Yes. What is the key? You, the listener, enjoying our podcast. This is a great podcast. You say to yourself, smiling and enjoying yourself. Here, here's what you do. Smile like you're um remembering one of our classic, classic uh uh runs. Runs. Okay, I'm of doing gags. it right now. Imagine you're Remembering one of Travis's great goofs, Travis. Have you okay. got it, Travis? Yes, I'm picturing okay. my own hilarity. What, what's happening with your mouth right now? Uh, it's kind of formed into a smile Stop. shape. Stop. <laughs> that needs to be straight. But the rest of your face still does the smiling business. Oh, I see. So you're smiling with your eyes or you're smizing. I see. Is it like rubbing your head and like patting your stomach or whatever at the same time? Um, because you can't make the smile with your face. Well, with your lower half of face. But you have to. I mean, that's why it's practice, right? That's why modeling's not all runways and short skirts. There's a lot of work to it. You've yeah. got to work that hallway like a runway. God, can we not? It, like, it's really, it's too, it's a little bit too soon. Because, like, every, I, they tried to placate me with those articles. It's like, it's coming back for streaming. Um, it's not. It's not. Like, it's pro- It's not. And I've been trying to fill the gap with, with RuPaul's Drag Race, which is, like, so terrific in so many, like, incredible ways. And a lot of ways is superior to ANTM in, like, every conceivable way. But you always remember your first, don't you? Mm-hmm. You all the first is the the first cut is the deepest, and I'll be damned if Tyree didn't cut me really, really deep to the bone. Her husband is smizing. Yes. How do we feel about that, broadly speaking? Are we okay with that? Like, do you really want a family like for your Christmas photo? Like, you're all just beaming, and uh, Philip is in the background. Like, mm. this What's is a really got? hard conversation to make funny because everything I'm doing with my face is like it's classic and lost. Yeah, yeah. Um. Can you combat it every time he smizes? Can you tooch? Ooh. Ooh. Is that farting? Tooching is like farting without the fart. Okay. Tooching is like when you... Like you're going to get a good one out. Like Stanley Tucci. Yeah, when you morph all of the muscles in your face to appear like (laughs) Stanley Tucci. When you turn your own face into like a grim Stanley Tucci mask of death. My husband wants out Tucci-ing. My husband is Stanley Tucci. And at, <laughs> and first I, at, at first I thought it was cute, but now he's Stanley Tucci all the time, and it's sort of terrifying. How can I get my <laughs> husband to stop Stanley Tucci? <laughs> I have to stop Stanley Tucci. I've come back from the future to stop Stanley Tucci before he kills again. <laughs> Stanley Tucci's going to make his own Hunger Games sequel just starring Stanley Tucci. And the Stanley Tucci Mr. President, get down. It's Tucci. It's, it's called Back to the Toucher. <laughs> I've got it bad. Hot for Toucher. Hot for Toucher is also good. That'll be the spinoff. If they can fucking fucking make Harry Potter movies without Harry Potter in them, I don't see why we can't make Back to the Future without Marty and Doc and the crew. Or any other character except Stanley Tucci. Yeah. Beloved, beloved Back to the Future character, Stanley Tucci. Can you imagine how how upset, how livid? It's, It's Star Wars premiere night, December 18th, I guess 17th. Uh, over there in jolly old London, and poor 
the 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 marquee dims, the lights of the theater go down, and up starts the trailer for uh, Dane magical creatures and where to find them, or magical beasts and where to find them, or whatever. And that music starts, and the the font and what all. Can you imagine the sh- the just the pure shock and despair that must have crossed the face of a young Daniel Radcliffe in the audience <laughs> that night? How could wait, they? Wait, you're not in this? Am I in this? How do I not remember whether or not I did this? Is he Harry Potter? This is so upsetting to me, Daniel Radcliffe. Me, Daniel Radcliffe, beloved actor. I. Daniel Radcliffe am just now finding out about this. Why didn't anyone tell me Daniel Radcliffe about this? Is this punishment for the dick thing I did? (laughs) (laughs) I said I I was sorry. I apologize for my penis thing in the play, okay? I I have to call John Hamm. I called every child in America individually. Not in London, because like we're fucking cool with it. But I called every child in America individually, and I apologized for my penis thing in the play. (laughs) But it's not. I wasn't improvising. It wasn't like I pulled my penis out every night of Equus. Like, (laughs) and they, I got notes. Okay, Daniel, you did a great job up there. But um, please, 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 please stop taking your penis out. It's not in script. And it's just for you. Like, it's Let's, just for you. And you could, I can tell it's just for you. Let's say what we've all been thinking. The Great hog. The, the, the little kids. DR. DR. Real the magical young, boner. The young man who played Harry Potter got his dick out in a play about horses. He did it for us. Yeah. Like, he did it as a goof favor to us. And yeah. now he's going to be punished for it by them making a Harry Potter movie and just copy and pasting out P- Harry Potter. Li- like, fucking Eddie Redmayne. Ha- like, Eddie Redmayne hasn't gotten his dick out in a play Yet. before. Yeah, I saw yes. I, I I saw a production of fucking uh, Bye Bye Birdie where he whipped out his 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 trouser snake his dingus. He and played Birdie, and and we all forgot about that, huh? He actually played Hugo. Anyway, it's not he right. Played both. He actually it, played all the parts. He played all the parts. It was like I mean, yeah. he had his dick out the whole show. Yeah, it was conceptual. I thought it was actually pretty fucking incredible. Yeah, um, was it cutting edge? Of course it was. It was. Um, with a score by Lin Manuel Miranda. Right, which I thought was maybe a weird pivot for him, but yeah. yeah. Aim um, high, I guess. Uh, let's go to the money, though. Can I tell you about a new advertiser, Justin? Yeah, last night, my daughter, Charlie Gale, uh, got got a little choked up because I was making her laugh at this great game where I pretended to be a ghost. Nice. And she got choked up, and then she puked all over my sheets. Okay, nice. Ruined them. Ruined. And then, I literally five minutes after that happened, knock on the door, UPS man. What did I get? But a delivery from Bowl and Branch. B O L L and Branch. Bowl and Branch brought sheets to me. Yeah. Um, In the exact moment of my need. That's that's funny that you say that because in a, a related story, yesterday I shit my pants and uh-huh. then who's that knocking at the door? It's me undies and they had me covered as well in the same way. That's crazy. We're not talking about them though this week. We're talking about Bowl and Branch. I just uh, wanted to tell a fun story about when I shit my pants and nice. me undies was like, I'll it, they ch- they basically changed me like a mommy would. <laughs> okay, but the important thing is Bowl and Branch. They uh and the sheets were some of the best I've ever slept on. They were fan. Fantastic. There's one important thing you can do to make sure you have a good day and let's get good sleep the night before. Uh, you can the, go to Bull and Branch. They're going to make that 
possible for I, you. They've reinvented sheets and bedding with the sole purpose of making your nights more comfortable than ever. And here's the thing. Maybe you're sitting there thinking, oh, I've tried to buy sheets before. I go to the, you know, I go to the uh, the store and they're so expensive and I don't know anything about thread count and I'm a big sheets dummy and I'm stupid and I hey, don't know what's hey. good. But stop it. You're great. One. Two. The thing is, at the stores, you get so much overhead, right? Because you're not just paying for the sheets. You're paying for the building. You're paying for the lights. You're paying for all the employees. You're paying for so much stuff that has nothing to do with the sheets. You're paying Ball for the Branch. special permit that buildings have to have to have that many sheets inside of them. Correct. But Ball & Branch, they keep the overhead low. They don't sell in stores. They just sell online. They don't worry about thread count. They just get good cotton. That's what's important. Thread count is a myth. Cotton. That's a thing that people tell you to make you buy overpriced sheets. Bull and Branch, they just focus on great sheets. And so here's the thing. Right now, you can go online to bowl, that's B-O-L-L, and branch.com, right? You go to bowlandbranch.com today for 20% off your entire order. That's sheets, towels, blankets, duvet covers, everything. Go to bowlandbranch.com, use the promo code MYBROTHER, all one word, 20% off your entire order. Trust me, you're going to love it. They treat you fairly. Uh, they treat their workers fairly, and it, everything's like it's great. It's you know they keep the prices low, they keep the quality high. Go yeah. check it out. Bowlandbranch.com promo code my brother. Go check it out. I want to talk about Blue Apron this time. Okay. Can it please okay. can it please be my turn to talk about Blue Apron? Yeah, talk about Blue yes. Apron. God, uh, Blue Apron is a meal delivery service. Only imagine if the meal came to you all busted up into its constituent parts. And then it was up to you to solve the puzzle of how to make the meal out of those parts. Ooh, what do you win if you solve it? A meal. Nice. <laughs> a delicious and healthy meal. Uh, Blue, Blue Apron, for less than 10 bucks a meal, they deliver all the fresh ingredients you need to create. Awesome home-cooked meal. Uh, uh, no matter what your, your dietary preferences are, Blue Apron makes it super easy to discover and prepare dishes. Uh, uh, this week, uh, just yesterday, I made uh, udon chicken noodle soup. Um, which turned out super good. It was super tasty. I'm not even like a chicken noodle soup guy, and it turned out great. A little pro let tip. Let me tell you about a little food hack about, to put a little bit of sriracha in that, and it, it won't it won't lead you the wrong way. Let me tell you about the ones for this week, right? So the week of the 11th, when you're listening to this, uh, here are some uh, buffalo chicken sandwiches uh, with blue cheese salad. Damn. Uh, seared salmon and salsa verde with orange Ooh, spinach. I love the way you say verde. Salad. Can you hit me with verde? Ver oh, Jesus. Oh, shit. Chicken and hell. drop biscuit casserole oh. with, uh, yeah, Cajun fried catfish and collard greens, lamb and beef gyros with that's uh, roasted plenty. cauliflower. Stop I think, it. There's, I, I think you there's mean so enough. many. I think you mean collard verdes. Verde. Uh, listen. Last night. And there's also, it's important to note, there's also vegetarian options. Yeah. Those are just all the meat options. But listen, Travis, listen. Last yes. night, I ate ribeye steak, perfectly prepared, thank you, Justin, with uh, uh, a hash made of cremini mushrooms, oyster oh, yeah. mushrooms, and yeah. roasted potatoes. Thank Them you, shits. Blue Apron. Them shits was a slam dunk. Anyway. Yeah, slam dunk, right? It's, it's really amazing. It's changed my life. Legit, like, I've learned how to cook. Um, and made like really amazing meals for for myself and my wife uh, with with Blue my Apron, wife. huh? No, my wife. <laughs> I didn't say anything. 
it's also important to note that if you're sitting here and going, yeah, but I don't know how to cook. Like, I, that's, I buy all my meals frozen because I don't know what I'm doing. They give you step-by-step, incredibly yeah. easy, easy to follow instructions. Yeah. Easy peasy. Go to, go, you can get your first two meals for free. Just go to blueapron.com slash brother. Again, that's blueapron.com slash brother. Go do it. Get fed. Drink the Sauce is a brand new comedy podcast, and they're looking for listeners. They they need you now more than ever. They're looking for listeners who just want to hang out with two cool guys and talk to each other using sexy trucker slang. If you're not comfortable with a bat massage right away, that's cool. We'll just dance here alone until you're ready. We can hang out all night. Microwaves and mini corn dogs. Listen to the podcast until our romance blooms. You know what I like about that? Approachable. No pressure. Drink yeah, the sauce. Fresh. Yeah. Drinkthesauce.com is where they've been since high school. Also on iTunes. So come check us out and bring all your hot friends if you can. So this is like this sounds like a cool party that I would Yeah, love that's an easy sell on. to my hot friends. Hey guys, do you like spongy mini corn dogs prepared in a microwave? The only right way to prepare mini corn dogs? Do you like back rubs? Of course you like those two things. Let's go get down with drink the sauce. Uh drinkthesauce.com and also on iTunes. Go, fetch, hang. We also have a message for David. It's from Sarah. It says, you know how we were going to donate some money to a good cause. Well, I decided to use it for this instead. This is the best Oops. cause. This is the best happy cause. Th- happy 30th birthday. Since you hate your birthday and everything surrounding it, I thought we should celebrate it with MBMBAM's billions of listeners. Here's to hundreds more awesome birthdays. I love you, Robot David. If only Robot David could feel love. Ugh. Well, that's the gift of the Magi twist right there, isn't it? It's more the Terminator. He needed this money to buy bolts. It's the Terminator twist, because if Robot David understood what love is, it would definitely, definitely be self-aware. And that would be the ballgame. Happy birthday, Robot David. That's what turned them into the Terminator, is they understood love, and so he came back to kill John Connor? Any complex human emotion. Anything. Okay, so like anger and like... That's not very complex, is it? And hunger. No, anger is pretty straightforward. Desire for donuts. Horny. Horny. Horny for donuts. Are you troubled by a lack of astute yet dick joke filled analysis of bad movies? Do you experience feelings of laughter and enjoyment when you hear three friends go off on stupid tangents? Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, ghost, or totally rad party dude house cat who really only exists as a sound effect? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, then pick up your podcast listening device of choice and subscribe to The Professionals. The The Flophouse. Our award-winning and usually only a little drunk staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your bad movie podcast needs. The The Flophouse. We're We're ready to make you laugh in public so that other people look at you funny. Hit it! I'm pretty sure we don't have the rights to this song. Here's a Yahoo. Do you guys want a Yahoo? Yes. Do you guys want to hear me do a Yahoo and then we'll talk about it? Absolutely. Um, hmm, Got a couple here. Do the best one. Well, one of them is about Britishisms, and I feel like we maybe already did that a bunch. Oh, yeah, that would not be great. I think we, like, yeah, I think we got that. Um, this this one was sent in by level 9000 Yadru Drew, Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew. It's by Yadru Answers user Chitara, who asks, if you could live in someone's shoes for a day, who would it be? Gross. Um, what? If you could live in someone's shoes for a day, who would it be? And then additional details. Scott Bakula's wife. Uh, okay. What? Like asked, asked and answered. Put it away. <laughs> F- 
file this one under red and completed. So this is more of like a John Malkovich scenario, like being John Malkovich and not like little old lady who lived in a shoe. I don't think you would be a a, a silent passenger inside <laughs> silent of. In, what if he was on business that one day a year? Oh, one day. Where, oh, what a twist! Where are you? I'm in New Orleans. I'm on set on a shoe. I'm on, I'm on set on the big easy. Like big you need to calm down should. right now. You're not on camera, Scott. We've talked about this. For God's sake, Scott, dial it, rein it in. I'm just trying to get find me a poor boy down on the down in the down on the swamplands, Scott. You're melting. <laughs> Boundaries, Scott. Boundaries. You sound like Anyone, can anybody find me one of them little crispy Louisiana donuts? I done forgot what they called. <laughs> Hey, Scott, it's me, Dean Stockwell, your best friend. Your wife called me. She said she was really, really worried. Ah, oh, Dean, you got to come down. I'll show you a good time. <laughs> Scott, down- first first things first, Scott. Listen, first things first, the gold beignets. Second things first, bring it in. Oh, third things third, I've been controlled by somebody who's left into my body for a day. Um, we're getting real close to gushy territory. We do need to pedal away. Pedal away. <laughs> um, away from gushy territory. If you could live in someone's shoes for a day, who would it be? Love. You know who, love you know Scott Bakula's wife. Please, God, you know let me I'd out like of this. Who I'd like to be? <laughs> who would you like to I'd be? Like, I'd like to be that Benedict Cumberbatch. That'd be, Everyone seems to like him. Yeah, he's very, um, he's very busy, though. I don't think that'd be great. Because you pop well, I, you pop into his body and then like he's like on set in the new Star Trek or whatever and then he you fuck up his takes and then he never works again because Travis but, you're great at acting but you wouldn't know how to control his body you just wouldn't that's true it's a completely different mechanism but I will say this maybe it's a mutually beneficial thing I jump in I get to feel what it's like to be a uh, Benedict Cumberbatch but also Benedict Cumberbatch I force him to take the day off for once take a little Benedict time right yeah. and he's able to recover next day he wakes up and he's like I feel like I've had a great day the day before I don't remember any of it or is he in my body do we switch places is it a Freaky Friday thing he's good for my career because he's in my body I'm good for his mental health and well-being because I'm in his body yeah so we so each learn a little bit about each other he jumps into your body right when uh-huh. you're doing whatever it is Travis does at any given time and I'm just saying Staring just like, in the Mirror. Looking at your schedule, I'm just going to say eating an entire ham. Um, okay. And he hops in. He's like, whoa, whoa, he chokes on the ham a little bit because he wasn't expecting to have ham in his mouth because he was just acting in the new Star Trek movie. And it was like, wham, bam, thank you, ham, right there in his mouth. And he was like, whoa, what is this? What's this? What's all this in? Where's my cheekbones? Who's, I mean, Why I'm, do I have a beard? I'm not, I don't I'm look, like, looking, I, it's, I don't it's look cause, like Dr. Manhattan wearing a wig anymore. I look yeah. like just a regular person. This will be my greatest acting challenge ever. Um, but then they would know that you weren't him, Travis, because the ultimate test for a, a, a fake Benedict Cumberbatch. If 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 they if they made a recreation of the thing, the horror mm-hmm. movie, the thing, and they had to do the test to figure out who is alien and who is not alien, and in the fiction of this the thing remake, first of all, it would be the second remake because they did remake it a few years ago. But mm-hmm. everybody in it would be British actors, and they would be playing okay. themselves. And then you have the Benedict Cumberbatch there, and it's like, Benedict Cumberbatch, we need to test if you're an alien or not. He's like, well, I don't see how that's going to happen. And it's like, well, say your own name. Ooh. And he's like, oh, it's easy. It's Bimba Ditch Jumbadatch. It's Bim, it's Bimby Buck Blumberbatch. And it's like, kill, fucking kill him. Get him. Kill him. Get kill him, him, Hugh Laurie. And then I'm on the run. 
But luckily, I've got those super long Cumberbatch legs. Yeah, you yeah. got those daddy long Cumberbatch legs. <laughs> Just leaping over small children. Hurdles. Much like Jack Skellington. Do you think yeah. when he heard they were making a movie called The Amazing Spider-Man, he was like, I'll, I'll audition for that, because I am one. <laughs> Finally, I can unspool my other four legs that I keep tied to my body at all times. Benedict Cumberbatch is a living spider. True. A giant living spider. Right. I should, I should have said giant spider. A living spider is not that impressive. Most are. Nope. Yeah. I think. I share an apartment with another graduate student at home. We split rent, chores, uh, kind of, and utilities. Our university gets an entire month off of school during winter. They've given specific dates here. That was unnecessary. Thank you. And I went home. I, the dates are me. December 14th to January 19th. That's crazy. That's a long ass time. A chill break. Yeah, for very chill. I went home. He remained at the apartment. The day I left, I paired my share of the utilities, which ended on like the 10th or the 11th. Now, since I paid that, I have not set foot oh in the apartment, meaning I haven't used an iota of utilities the whole month. The utilities will be due soon, and I don't know what to do. I just know he's going to try to get me to pay half the utilities, even though I haven't used any. Am I responsible for half the utilities? My girlfriend thinks I should just pony up to keep the peace, but I don't know. What do you do, Sam? Okay, we've done we've done this fucking question before. We did it from the other person's perspective. My deadbeat roommate won't pay for the utilities because he was gone for a month. Let's put this fucking thing to bed. Unless you're going to start measuring out how much water everybody drinks and then come up with a ratio of how much of the water bill they're going to start paying, you can't extrapolate that shit to this degree. You pay for your utilities. It's your house. You can't, like, how many volts? How many volts, Brian? No, just pay your half of the utilities. That's not how utilities works. When you when you enter into the lease, like you enter an agreement that we're splitting it. Splitting not like it. while we're here. The only way out of this scenario is it's like uh, you have to find someone to enter the cave so you can leave. Like you could like sublet your apartment for that month that you're gone, at which point, yeah. It's not your responsibility. It's that other person's. But right now, there's a ghost of you still living in the apartment, and it's all your stuff. And as long as all your stuff is there and your ghost is there, you have to pay half of it. Hold on. Because I almost let you get away with what you said. Uh Uh-huh. There's a ghost of him there? Yeah. His his specter is still taking up the spot. I can't tell if you're you're speaking poetically or are you talking about like an actual phantasm that is like turning lights on? Well, I was speaking poetically, but now I'm thinking that maybe it would be better for the goof if I was speaking literally. And we're off to the races. Okay. But I mean, if you think about it, you're still there. Like, it's still your apartment. Yeah. Like, think about this. If if, like you were the only one living in the apartment and you left for a month, you couldn't call your landlord and be like, I don't think I should have to pay rent. I wasn't there. Like, that's not how it worked. You're in an agreement. Yeah. Like, you can't, it doesn't work this way. What the agreement that you have made is that, like, I'm going to take this space of earth and keep it from chaos. Like, I, I will try to tame this piece of the wilderness and I will do my part. And part of that is like paying some money to keep it like warmed and, and, yeah. and watered and full. Now, of, I will say this. Yeah. If you get back, right? and half the people have been living in the apartment for a month, and your utilities are still the same amount, I think it does mm. open up a, a conversation. A you still have to pay. You still have to pay. But you can go to roommate and be like, hey, what were you doing while I was gone? Were you just like leaving water running for like days on it? How is it still the same? Half the people were here. You have to get more conservative about your utility use, Derek. You're using it all up. Have you seen well, a, a documentary? For, for your information, I had to put an inflatable cloud in the shower and turn it on while I played Cool Jerk. 
to uh, to scare away some robbers. You monster! Thanks, I, thanks for asking how my break was. I, I had to put some weird hyperheater thing on a doorknob, and that thing just chews through energy. And by the way, let's not talk about what that thing was because has have they ever explained what the fuck that was that Kevin put? I up? think it was a cattle brand. Yeah, Why I the don't fuck. You have that McAllisters? <laughs> it's from my weird sex dungeon. He has some <laughs> access to things, huh? He got some access Kids. to some stuff, dude. He's Amazon Prime. What, saying, what did he put on that doorknob? What did he put on that fucking doorknob that burned? How did it not burn the house down? How was it hot enough that it burned human flesh touching the other the, side if of the it? metal was I, but red. that didn't like burn the house if down. I can imagine. I can remember watching that as a kid and seeing that and thinking, I don't know what that is, but I bet when I'm an adult that I'll I'll know what that is. They just don't let me know about it because I'm I'm still a kid. Well, no. the bills come due, Chris Columbus. Yeah. I'm an adult and I still don't know what the hell he's doing with that some thing. Sci-fi. That's some sci-fi bullshit. If it could make metal turn red, it would have set Joe Pesci's skeleton on fire inside of him. He would. There's have- literally a point in uh, in the second one in which uh, Daniel Stern is turned into an electrified skeleton, and then he's fine. I almost almost said Gr- Daniel Craig, but I knew that wasn't it. <laughs> that would be a way better movie. We're sticky bandits, aren't we? How British is how British is this episode? <laughs> Daniel Craig versus Macaulay Culkin. Man, I would watch that movie. I'd watch the hell out that movie. So this is saying that I oh god, oh, guess Googled where it. I got this data. Uh Yahoo Answers? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This says an iron is on top of the door and there's a bit of rope connected to the iron and wrapped around the door, which makes it hot. What? What? No. What? No. He hangs like what looks to be an like just a portable heating element from an oven yeah. onto a doorknob. There is also an iron, but that's a completely separate shenanigan. Unless I'm to believe that Kevin McAllister is like a young Elon Musk and has invented like a, some sort of superheater rope. Um, that movie would be sick too, wouldn't it be? Like, like the McAllister's parents would come home and there'd be all these like weird ornaments hanging on the trees. And I'd be like, what are these weird ornaments? And then he'd be like, oh, well, I'm Elon Musk. So I just divided Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern <laughs> down to their like chemical elemental components. Like that right there, that little, el- that ornament there, that's Joe Pesci's carbon. Isn't that crazy? I'm Elon Musk. Uh, I'm a murderer. I have an answer. It is an electric charcoal lighter is what, what? is what he has there it is that's an nothing charcoal that, lighter that's do not it, a thing do google image search and you'll be like ah oh, dunk i guess that's what it was hold on you Let still won't know him. what it is though what, what what does one do with that it wouldn't i think you light charcoal electronically speaking i yeah, thank you but like but you wouldn't set you wouldn't turn metal red enough to set joe pesci's skeleton on fire inside of him um wouldn't happen yeah, and you also probably shouldn't leave this where kids can get to it. Well, that's true of like everything in the McAllister household. Yeah. Like, what is everyone in that house doing the rest of the year that justifies all of this crazy shit? Yeah. Uh killing killing burglars. Killing it's burglars. gotta they, they have to be they have to be like a freelance burglar killing. It's like Dexter, but like way not as justified <laughs> for the stuff that they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, Dexter kills serial killers. They just go to, like, if they find out that a shitty burglar is planning a heist anywhere in, in one of their neighbor's houses. And I'm sure their neighbors, like, look the other way, right? Because they don't want to get burgled. 
Well, um, it's a it's a family full of vigilantes, and hey, like when you're a vigilante, everyone's like, I I don't I wouldn't do it. I don't condone it, but I understand the need of it. It's not the family we want; it's the family we deserve. Hey, right? Is that it? If uh, if but let me hit you with this: if the wet bandits have killed, then Home Alone is a lengthy prequel to Dexter. Like it, it could be envisioned that way. That like this is how he gets his start. He wants to let make it take its time. They mm-hmm. have also killed. They do that off screen the moment before the shot like opens up before the film begins. That's a weird tone to set, don't you think? It's that's why it's not in the film, right? It's in my fan fiction <laughs> that I've written. <laughs> Hold on, I have a flyer here somewhere. Crumple, crumple, crumple. To my backpack. Hold on, Justin. I am not coming to the dramatic reading of your fan fiction. Hold on. In here, so Home Alone, Home Alone Zero, Blood in the Snow. <laughs> wow, it's a Damn big it. fucking backpack. Yeah, there's a lot of documents, a lot of prequels to a lot of things. You guys, what else wanna... you got in there? What other, what other prequels? What other prequels you got? I got a prequel to Uncle Buck. It's called My Brother Buck. <laughs> Kids. We got one. It, got, it looks like we got Cool Runnings. This one's just called Runnings. Because they, they were doing that before. It's just regular. They just do it regular. Um, there's a, a prequel to The Fly called The Guy. I yeah. have that. Is <laughs> in here? I can't find it. I'll have to get it later. You should publish these. I've been telling you that for years. You're right. You're right. What, what are you afraid of? Just failure. Just ost- being ostracized. I have a Forrest Gump prequel called Dumb Baby. <laughs> well, that one's mean. What? That one's mean. Why? It's not his. He's fault. canonically dumb. Okay, but that's a dumb. Like you can't. That's not a good. Like you can't be like, hey, there's a prequel to Borat. It's called Young Borat. <laughs> no, but like if you said, here's a prequel to Borat. Hair. It's called Harry Baby. That would be a different, a different th- foreign baby. Okay, but then so then to extrapolate that, like anything, <laughs> anything. Like sling blade. Oh, you're be... saying it's not special because it's like a baby. Yeah, this is Billy Bob Baby. What the? Pre- sorry, the prequel to Sling Blade. Hey, <laughs> keep, sling you need baby. to keep up. Baby Bob. Baby Bob. Baby Bob Thornton. Baby Bob. This is called Adventures in Baby. It's about when the babysitter was a baby. Right. Adventures in our parents are home. <laughs> it's the sequel. <laughs> Please tell mom the babysitter's fine. <laughs> Check in with mom. The babysitter just got here. Uh, uh, Dustin serves orbits for the right place to check into, because later he'll be checking in. (laughs) Dustin confirms his reservation. (laughs) Dustin has to wait till 4 p.m. because the room's not quite ready yet. This is my new movie, The Hendersons. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys want to go out to the woods this weekend? Yeah, sure. Sounds fun. Have you have you seen the new historical musical 1775? <laughs> Everything's pretty chill. It's pretty chill, actually. So, is that it? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's going to do it for us here on My Brother, My Brother, Me. We hope you've had some fun. Uh, we also hope you've learned something. Hope you've grown, right? Learned something and grown. Uh, Want to say a big thank you to John Roderick? And along with us, we use their theme song, It's a Departure, off the album Putting the Days to Bed. You can go get that and just enjoy it. 
just drink it in. We also want to say thanks again to Blue Apron, uh, who makes cooking at home easy. Even if you have no idea what you're doing, you can get your first two meals free by going to blueapron.com slash my brother. We are all three users, all three fans. Blueapron.com slash my brother. Can we talk about new projects? Yeah. Is your new project going to be live by the time this goes up, you think? Hard to say. Uh, huh? Probably not, okay. but I can say that uh, I'll give a little bit more details. Teresa and I are working on a new podcast uh, that we're hoping to have live and ready to go. We're traveling this weekend, so that kind of slowed us down a little bit. But hopefully, uh, at least by the end of the month, if not sooner. Uh, uh, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, my wife Rachel and I made a podcast that it'll be out. I think I'll get it up today, actually. Um, although it's not going to be on iTunes, just look at my Twitter. I'll tweet about it where to find it. Um, Still tentatively titled, I think we're going to go with Rose Buddies, and it's our podcast where we talk about The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise family of products. Um, very enthusiastic about this project. Uh, please please listen and let me know what you think, if we should do like a full podcast out of it. Also, I've started a new video series on Polycon, Polygon called uh, Griffin's Amiibo Corner, where I review Amiibo toys. And uh, We've got it. Griffin and I make a lot of video game videos. A lot of people still like... Don't know I'm that. Just now getting into it. Um, search YouTube for a series called Monster Factory that Griffin and it's I the best. make. Uh, a lot of people like that. And we need to get about, back on that fucking bus. Yeah, it's it's about us trying to break video games and succeeding, yeah. but also breaking ourselves. Uh, we also do a lot of other podcasts. You can check out Sawbones, uh, The Adventure Zone, Bunker Buddies, Trends Like These, Can I Pet Your Dog? Uh, also. Uh, Till Death Do Us Blart, we haven't mentioned it in a while, it's our annual podcast with us and the guys from The Worst Idea of All Time, where every American Thanksgiving we watch and review Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 for the rest of time. When one of us dies, we will be replaced, and the show will continue. You can find it on iTunes, Till Death Do Us Blart. Is that going to do it? Uh, we have other shows. There's other shows on the Maximum Fun Network you should also listen oh, to. Oh, sure. Like Jordan, Jesse, Go, Can I Pet Your Dog? Um, stop podcasting yourself, throwing shade. Uh, there's a new show called Getting Curious. It's very funny. There's a, there's a ton and ton, a ton, a ton of stuff. And it's all free and it's all good to listen to with your ears. It's all at MaximumFun.org, just waiting for you to experience it. And we haven't mentioned it in a while, but if you want to hear us talk about uh, either something uh, business-wise or something personal on the Money Zone, just go to MaximumFun.org forward slash Jumbotron. Be aware that we're, you know, pretty solidly booked so if you want something in the future go buy it now okay oh and there's a lot of merch www.maxfunstore.com yes we've probably talked enough we also have the maximum fun facebook group which is quickly turning into like lin-manuel miranda's just like private just dumping grounds on me well that's the my brother my brother and me group we also have the maximum fun group oh yeah join both of them uh all right let's wrap this shit up uh, that's gonna do it for us. Griffin, do you have a final Yahoo? Yeah, this one was sent in by Liz Bush. Thank you, Liz. It's by Yahoo Answers user Black, who asks, Did anybody have sex in the 1990s? Did it feel different <laughs> from now? <laughs> my name's Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad. Lay on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. 
Hi, everybody. I'm Justin McElroy. And I'm Dr. Sydney McElroy. Every Tuesday, we bring you Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine, a show about all the dumb, weird, terrible ways that we've tried to fix each other over the years. You know, some light summer listening. Maybe you want to hear about yogurt enemas or why we tried to eat mummies for a while or why drinking cholera diarrhea sounded like a good idea. That and so much more is waiting for you every Tuesday right here on the Maximum Fun Network with Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine.